Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Lord. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Good morning, everybody. We are back. It is Thursday, September 7th. It's your boy Opti. And what some crazy news happened yesterday. And if you've been paying attention to the show, we've covered this a while in the back in the past. One of the three things that Sailor said that will get us to the road to $5 million just happened yesterday. And man, this is a big one. FASB, aka the Financial Accounting Standards Board, set to introduce new fair value accounting rules for Bitcoin and, and unfortunately other cryptos as well. But, you know, they're learning. They're, they stated that they're learning what's going on. I, I brought all the receipts for you guys. But the TLDR is basically... Uh, a lot of the disincentives for corporations and businesses to hold Bitcoin on their company balance sheet will now be put to the wayside. And this will provide a more accurate reflection of the market value of Bitcoin on balance sheets. And of course, give greater transparency to financial reporting of companies that hold Bitcoin. So this is a process that we've been talking about here on the show Basically, the great refinancialization of the fiat world with Bitcoin is here to stay. It is happening in real time. And I think I've said it in the past, this, this may be one of the most bullish bear markets in history. Yes, it's been a tough one in regards to the price, but the amount of stuff getting built on the back end, the amount of Bitcoin exposure, the amount of attention we've been getting on Bitcoin, I, I don't think any other bear market can compare to that. And now we are seeing... That the financial world, the traditional financial world is starting to embrace Bitcoin because they understand what we understand. Honey Badger don't give AF and they cannot stop this. So they are incentivized to embrace it. And I, co of course, I can already hear the, the Bitcoiners out there. It's like, uh, you know, oh, who we don't need the financial world. But guys, this was inevitable. We knew this was going to happen. So I got you all the receipts. We got some videos from Sailor telling us about the three things needed for Bitcoin to hit $5 million. We'll cover that on the news. Then, of course, I got a video here. You, you know how I like to do. I like to give you guys easy examples of what Bitcoin is. And then I'm not alone. I got my boy, Mike Hobart, who you guys know. You guys are familiar with Mike Hobart. And we got a little culture segment here because last week we had the debate whether hodling is using Bitcoin, whether you should be spending your Bitcoin to further spread Bitcoin adoption. Well, everyone's a scammer. You guys know this. So hodling is using Bitcoin. We're going to double down on this. And it's one of those things, you know, I, I saw some of the comments out there saying that we repeat ourselves a lot, but what gets repeated gets remembered, guys. We are here trying to get the Bitcoin fundamentals to the normies out there, to the Okay, to the shitcoiners out there on YouTube that are still lost in the sauce. So, hey, forgive me if you've been here for a while, but we're going to double down on the idea. First and foremost, we're going to start with what is Bitcoin? Then we're going to start with the big news today of how this is going to change corporate adoption on Bitcoin. And then third, we're going to double down on the idea of why you should be hodling some Bitcoin. Anyways, Mike. How you doing? I was telling everyone in the spaces. We had a, a great conversation. It wasn't necessarily Bitcoin related, but it got my mind going. It got me ranting. So how you doing this morning? Good to have you, dude. Dude, it's uh I, I have to disagree. I think the the conversation we were having actually does relate back to Bitcoin, specifically Bitcoiners and like the kind of cultural revolution that's happening alongside the energy and monetary revolution. So um, but yeah, dude, okay. you know, you know I'm I'm good to get your uh 
your your mind juice is flowing and everything. So. Exactly. As I always said, you know, you were giving me crap on, uh, I don't forget when it was, when it was Tuesday maybe, about uh, Zach being my favorite writer. Well, you know, <laughs> I love your writing as well because you have a way of uh Getting my thoughts out on paper because I'm just like intuitively regarded when it comes to that sense. I'm like, okay, here's the answer. Here we go. And you're like, no, let me let me expand on this on written form. <laughs> and uh, so you you have a way of of saying what I can't write, I guess, or writing what I can only say. I don't know. Anyways, anyway, that's it. not the here nor there. It. All right, all right, guys, let's get into the show because we do have a lot to talk about today. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to huddle your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. <laughs> yeah, you guys are getting crazy in the chat already. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> scan the QR code <laughs> at the bottom of the screen and get yourself a titanium storage kit. Guys, do not leave your seed phrase in your sock drawer on a piece of paper. Make sure it is able to withstand fires and disasters because. This is the only way you're going to make it through the great reset of the world. Anyways, let's get into these numbers. As you guys know, my numbers are a little different than Nico's. And I always start with my favorite number, which is the block height, guys. TikTok next block. It's the only date that matters now. We are currently at a block height of 806619 The current Bitcoin price is 25775 You know, it, it, I guess, you know... Side tangent. I was saying that maybe we are out of the, the bear market, crab market, because we had some good news in the price pump. Well, we had some good news and the price went down. So maybe we're still in a crab market slash bear market. Anyways, that's a totally other tangent. The Moscow time, a.k.a. the sats per dollar, a.k.a. how much your fiat dollar is worth in Bitcoin, a.k.a. how much Bitcoin you can buy for a single dollar is currently at 3879 If I could, I would do a poll right now of are we going to see 4K sats, but I can't do this all right now. Anyways, the total percentage of Bitcoin that will ever be issued is currently at 92.75%, 92.75%. The market cap of Bitcoin in fiat terms is at half a trillion dollars, $502.2 billion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is at 1.75% and going to be cut in half roughly around April. And the Bitcoin versus gold market cap is only at 3.93%. So much room to run in the hard money game. And the total lightning capacity currently is around 4,742 Bitcoin or publicly uh, reachable lightning capacity. The hash rate the last 90 days is 380 exahashes, slowly but surely creeping up, guys. If you're uh, if you're following along, hash rate be booming, boys and girls. And the pending fees, wow, look at the pending fees, guys. 6.8 Bitcoin right now. Jeez, 
I think it's doubled. What's going on out there? Why why is it so uh what's going on in the in the, in the mempools out there? I don't know. Is there I don't know. I, I'll have to look into that. Interesting. I, I was not expecting that. Sorry, guys. Anyways, I saw this video from documenting Bitcoin. Shouts out to that account, aka documenting BTC. And you know, you know what I like to do, guys, on the show. I, I like to, as much as possible, break down Bitcoin in the simplest terms imaginable because I still see so many people that don't understand what Bitcoin is. They don't understand the importance of Bitcoin and they're still sitting on the sidelines. And so any chance I get to try to give you examples of what is Bitcoin in the simplest terms possible, I always do it. And I think this is a good way to tee up all the news that we're going to be covering today and even the culture today is just a very, very high level Easily explainable view of what Bitcoin is. And of course, I have a video here from Jack Maulers, one of the GOAT entrepreneurs in the space. And he's just got a way of explaining Bitcoin that I wish I could. I, I'm, a, I'm a lot more wordy when it comes to my Bitcoin. I usually get more emotional, please. But this is a very clear cut way of explaining Bitcoin. So let's get into this and then we'll have a conversation about it. The other Jack, and I agree with him thinks of Bitcoin as the currency of the internet because of the similar properties they retain. Uh, the internet has actually in similar properties of maybe something like the United States of America. There's a freedom in opining. There's a freedom in coming and going. Um, everyone is created equal. It's a system of users with no admins. Uh, and so it is a, a system that's designed to be peer-to-peer. -peer. Uh, and because of that, there is no natural relationship with a nation state or a corporation. Uh, and so it is naturally global. Uh, it is natively digital, which makes it incredibly accessible. Uh, and it doesn't inherently require systems like trust. Uh, and so I think that that is why it is the currency of the internet. And more specifically, it's the first ever uh, digital bear instrument. So bytes of data could represent physical value. Uh, and so for something like a Stripe, you know, visa payments are promises of future settlement. Um, and so Stripe doesn't actually offer finality within itself. Um, it forwards along messages of promises. And so that for, for those reasons, but, but then to public blockchain, sorry, this is a loaded question. So I'm giving my best um, is that Bitcoin doesn't have a natural issuer. Um, no one, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto even paid for his or her, their Bitcoin with energy. Uh, and so it is a commodity-like instrument in its truest and most natural form. Uh, and that's a very, very important property that even someone like the SEC is beginning to recognize. So um, I think the combination of those make Bitcoin tremendously unique. It has a big bang type of effect where theoretically, in my opinion, it's impossible to replicate uh, and retain and achieve the properties that Satoshi did. Oof. Jack... I wish I could be so eloquent in such a simple, simple way explaining what Bitcoin is. And, and this is why I wanted to bring up that little video today, because it's going to touch in on the news story today. And it's basically the idea that everyone is waking up to the value proposition of Bitcoin. They can fight it. They can fight it. They can call it. What do, you, what do they call it? Digital pet rock, whatever they want. You know, even the shit corners out there that are muddying the waters. 
it's becoming very obvious that there's Bitcoin and there's shitcoin and nothing else comes even close to Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is the digitally native money of the Internet. It's permissionless, peer to peer. This is the separation of money and state and bitcoin is accessible to everyone it's trust minimized and all you have to do is just have a little curiosity like you have to opt into the network there is no hand that's going to force you to use bitcoin you know there's no bitcoin marketing team it's just us out here it's just other bitcoiners that are not only just in love and obsessed with bitcoin but we're here trying to help other people out there and we get mud thrown in our face and you know it's just it, it's a uh, hey it may not be much but it's honest work anyways slowly but surely the world is waking up to the value proposition of bitcoin you know hard cap uh censorship resistant digitally native instant settlement in 10 minutes uh what else you know stores value through time and space can literally ability uncensorability exactly can send it around the world in freaking light speed like it, it nothing compares to bitcoin the the traditional financial system doesn't even come close to bitcoin it, it, bitcoin is so simple and the settlement layer of bitcoin is is the 10x improvement on the traditional digital payment system that we are using like and then add that to the monetary policy of bitcoin which if you are a fiat maxi out there you don't even know what they're going to do with your dollar coming up next month like we know what's going on with our money for hundreds if not thousands of years and it just it really goes to show that the digital payments in their current forms cannot compete with Bitcoin and no amount of propaganda against Bitcoin will stop this. And as you can see in today's news, when we go through all the receipts, whether it's the SEC, whether it's FASB, whether it's the Black Rocks of the world, whether it's nation states like El Salvador of the world or individuals like yourself, slowly but surely people are waking up to the idea that you might want to own some Bitcoin just in case it catches on because it's happening in real time, guys. And I know you that watch this show every single day, I, I'm preaching to the choir, but we say all this stuff constantly to try to plant and accept the ideas to just the, the layman, just the casual watcher that may be on YouTube that may have just got caught by the title and they're like, man, what is this Bitcoin stuff? Is it really important? Yes, it is important. And you want to hold some. I don't care how much you hold, but you need to hold some. I would say go uh, almost all in if you're possible. But, you know, we all are on different time scales and we all have different behaviors and we all have to audit our finances differently. But, man. Bitcoin is absolutely winning out there. And yeah, shouts out to Narwhal who put it in the chat. I do have the meme for you guys. Uh, today's the second year anniversary of El Salvador adopting Bitcoin. Yes, it is. Like this is, it goes back to like, I, I know we had this conversation, I think it was last week of, are we early or are we not? On a price scale, you know, who knows? On an adoption scale, I think it's becoming, or it's absolutely obvious to everyone that we are early and just there's so few people that we can call Bitcoiners. I, I'd venture to say it's probably less than a million true Bitcoiners out there in the world that are holding a significant amount of wealth in Bitcoin and, and won't ever go back to the fiat currency. So we have a lot of work to do, but hey, Bitcoin stays winning. The incentives stay winning. TikTok next block. This is the way. It's it's so beautiful being on the front lines. Anyways, Mike, what's your thoughts on all this? Well, I, I, I got to be honest. Um, as far as like going off the, the Jack Mahler's clip, I don't have a whole lot to say. Um, I have a lot more to say as far as like the, the rest of the topics we're going to be getting into today. Um, but I, what I can 
like what, what I can add to the conversation is that there's a significant level of safety and defense that Bitcoin can provide. Uh, we were talking about this specifically last night on Bitcoin veterans. Um, there's a, there's a portion of the, the community population that we have our soldiers out there, both currently enlisted and, you know, veterans that are no longer enlisted. And we look to them to defend ourselves and defend our loved ones and our families, but then there's zero adherence or clarity or conversation around making sure that like those that are protecting us are protected themselves. And I think that like this whole Bitcoin adoption and Bitcoin use case is going to really penetrate the kind of the, the veil or into the mainstream mind sphere as far as if you don't have the capability of just using an asset that is freely spendable and freely savable, like you, you basically don't have anything. Right. Cause like if you're, if you're not capable of saving your time, energy and wealth in something that cannot be removed from your own ownership, um, that, that's a significant level of risk. Like it was kind of, not kind of, it was aggressively bought into that the U.S. dollar was always going to save and retain its value. And like, you could just put it underneath your mattress and you'd be good. Look what happened the last couple of years. Like how much can you actually buy with that money that you put in your mattress? Like, it's just, it's, and I understand like you and I have talked about it. Like I understand the nihilism that comes from when you understand the monetary system and the situation for inflation and real estate prices going up and all this other, it's like, where where's the hope and it's like i i've been kind of memeing it a little bit lately uh there's the conversation topic of bitcoin is hope um bitcoin is a store of value because it's hope where i disagree i think bitcoin is hope because it's a store of value um because without that like we don't have a foundation to try and build our future upon and then you don't have a foundation to pass on down to your children which is kind of the whole point of this entire game we call life right like learn how to do better and then build somebody that can do better on top of your better and continue pushing the advancement of society and the human race. So that's what I've got so far. We got, a, we got a lot more interesting stuff to talk about though, in my opinion, as far as uh, uh, I don't want to dox the conversation that, that we're about to have. So like, well, wait, wait, say that meme again. What do you say? Bitcoin is hope because it is a store of value. I absolutely yeah. love that. And and we're literally going to talk about that on the culture. So we'll, we'll put a pin on that one because it that's a that's a great look. You know, something about the synchronicities on the show is like <laughs> if you if you <laughs> if you program the show correctly, then it all goes into the main message that Bitcoin is the way. Anyway, before we move on, guys, of course, we are plugging our boys at the Bitcoin magazine, Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville, July 25th through the 27th next year around, I guess, after the having, But we're going to be there. I hope you guys go there. We're telling you this now because the tickets will go up and you guys always complain about it. But get your ticket today. <laughs> Before the prices go up, you know you're going to FOMO into going to the conference. Use promo code SIMPLY, and you can get a discount today. So we hope to see you. I can't wait to get to Nashville. I haven't been to Nashville yet, but all my friends are out there, and they're telling me it's super duper lit. Anyways, let's get into the news, guys. The Daily News. All right, before... 
Before I go on, guys, though, I got a shout out to Foundation. I don't have my Foundation in. It's in the mail, but I am so hyped about Foundation. This is one of the, I think, one of the prettiest hardware wallets out there. And it is fully open source, self-custody done right, built with premium grade hardware wallet, uh, fully open source, made in the US, most intuitive Bitcoin hardware wallet out there. It looks like a, it looks like your old Nokia phone. You, you, <laughs> this is definitely con, uh, consumer grade hardware wallets out there, giving people something that they are used to, that they're familiar with, so they don't get scared away, guys. So get your Bitcoin off an exchange and into your own hands in a few minutes. And they even have some concierge services out there that they'll walk you through it. White glove service to get onboarded on Passport by Foundation. Anyways, guys, you can scan the QR code over there and we will take you directly to the website. Anyways, before I go on, uh, as we've been talking about today, some huge news happened yesterday. It is not like the ink hasn't fully dried yet, but this is huge moving forward for Bitcoin in terms of corporate adoption because it's starting to remove the obstacles around people embracing Bitcoin. And I have a tweet here starting off by Corey Clipston, and he goes, Christmas came early for Sailor and MicroStrategy and other companies with Bitcoin on their balance sheets. FASB is moving fair value reporting for Bitcoin holdings. And before I move on, guys, as I put in the title, Sailor in the past, and we, and we played this clip for you guys. I forget what episode it was, but we played this for you guys on the show before. And Sailor went out and said a while back that there, I think it was a, over a year ago, that there is three things that are needed to take Bitcoin to a $5 million per coin. And I know you guys are like, whoa, we're getting stupidly bullish today on this Thursday show. What he is talking about is the adoption of Bitcoin and eliminating the disincentives from the traditional financial world to embrace Bitcoin. Yes, for a while, Bitcoin was very much looked at as like, uh, you know, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a fad. It's going to go away. But after the news that we heard yesterday, and I'll bring the receipts for you guys, I'll explain it completely. But first, I want to play this video by Sailor. It goes to show that the institutions, you know, whether it's BlackRock, whether it's on the nation state level or nonprofits like FASB, uh, what, what's that financial accounting uh, standard board? And it goes to show that they're starting to embrace Bitcoin. And I know I can hear the Bitcoiners out there talking about like, uh, you know, we don't need the institutions. Well, guys, I don't mean to be the full number go up guy here, but without the liquidity and capital from traditional financial worlds, uh, the number isn't going to go up as high as you want. And of course, I want individuals adopting Bitcoin. As I've been saying, this was inevitable. We knew that the institutions and corporations and nation states at a certain point will be adopting Bitcoin, and it is happening probably sooner than most of us thought. Anyways, let's get into this clip here by Michael Saylor explaining the three things that will be needed for Bitcoin to hit $5 million per coin. And you think the catalyst for that 10x, is it really is... The moment that J.P. Morgan Chase or, or, or other big money center banks can custody these for large corporates, that's it. That's the sea change because there's really no reason why they shouldn't be diversifying the assets on their balance sheet. Is that is that your take? Because I know that like Tim Cook, I don't know where it came from earlier this week. He said something like, ah, I own some Bitcoin, but we have no designs on anything. Or I don't know if he said Bitcoin or crypto in general. Is that the thing? And then, and then I, the, I uh, think the, there's the three just, big 
look, first of all, it's going up by a factor of 10, whether they fix any of the stuff, right? It's going to go a lot. It's going to be a grind up by a factor of 10, just because gold is broken and Bitcoin's going to replace gold. And now everybody in the universe knows they need a non-sovereign store of value in the form of a bearer instrument. So now they're looking the the amount of stories for last year, people said inflation may be coming. We're not sure. Now the mainstream narrative is flipped to inflation is here. You need an inflation hedge. So it's going to grind up to replace gold. It'll go to $500,000 a coin, regardless of whether they fix these things. But there are three things that are massive catalysts that cause an acceleration. And I don't think that those three things don't take us to 500,000. They take us to 5 million a coin, right? Those three things are a spot ETF, where someone can go ahead and buy $100 million of Bitcoin via security, an ETF security. I think that's one. Two is your bank is going to custody it for you and lend against it. And three is uh, I can mark it up or mark it down on my balance sheet based on fair value. Parapasu, it'll be parapasu to the way I'd handle Apple stock or at least that good. If it's if you have property with fair value accounting, by the way, it becomes parapasu to the way you'd handle treasury bonds on a treasury balance sheet. Treasuries are better than stocks because treasury is property, whereas a stock is a security and you're capped out at 40 percent of your balance sheet as security. So so uh, it would be a major, major breakthrough if, if you saw any of those three things. And I, I'll end with this one observation. I tweeted this last week, but I still I think it's very powerful. It's if the banks can hold this stuff on their balance sheet, then a whole new class of investors are going to buy it. People are going to put in billion and multi-billion dollar orders to buy it as a treasury asset. Nobody's going to sell it because because there's no reason to sell it if you can borrow against it at LIBOR plus or at SOFR plus 50 basis points. Right. So you'll be you'll be borrowing against Bitcoin at SOFR plus 50 or SOFR plus 100 basis points. No one's ever going to sell it. Oof. OK, guys, now now I, now I, I hear some people in the chat already saying, you know, like not not uh, letting banks custody your Bitcoin. I know I get it. I wouldn't do that as well. But the point of the matter is two of these three things are in the process of happening right now. We all know about the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF, spot Bitcoin ETFs. Basically, you know, we don't know when it's going to get approved, but we know it will. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And now we have the FASB change, changing the accounting rules in regards to Bitcoin. And of course, inevitably, the banks will want your Bitcoin. So don't give them your Bitcoin. Anyways, let's get into this news because we set the stage for this. This is how we, Bitcoin will get to that $5 million per Bitcoin. Anyways, I got uh, before I get into the, the actual article covering what happened, we have James Lavish responding to the news yesterday saying this is huge development for Bitcoin. For those interested in the details, he's got a thread here. So I'm going to break down the thread of when this was initially talked about, and then we'll get into the coverage from Bitcoin Magazine. So the latest FASB ruling will be 
pretty big deal for Bitcoin. And of course, this was November 14, 2022. But what's FASB and why should you care? Accounting is boring, but the latest FASB vote opens the door for companies to buy and hold Bitcoin in corporate treasuries without balance sheet penalties. Okay, so how? Let's walk through it nice and easy, shall we? First, the Financial Accounting Standards Board, known as FASB, is an independent organization that establishes accounting and financial reporting standards for U.S.-based companies. These are known as the generally accepted accounting principles or GAAP. As investors, why do we care? Because the SEC recognizes FASB as the official accounting rulemaker for U.S. public companies. And if companies do not follow GAAP principles, they're out of compliance and no respectable accounting firm will certify their financials as correct. At the heart of why the latest FASB ruling matters for Bitcoin is the long-lived intangible asset. See, FASB originally determined that Bitcoin was to be considered a long-lived intangible asset. Asset, much like a patent, copyright, or trademark, and this creates a problem when the asset is accounted for on a company's balance sheet. So we have the basics, the pretense of where we were and where we're going. And on the news yesterday, Sailor tweeted the original article. I'm not going to use the original Bloomberg tax article because it it, it uh it's not as uh, as succinct as the Bitcoin Magazine one. So I'll use that one. But he's quote tweeting the article from Bloomberg Tax where the news came from. And Sailor goes, fair value accounting is coming to Bitcoin. This up upgrade to FASB accounting rules eliminates a major impediment to corporate adoption of BTC as a treasury asset. You heard that first. All right. So here we are on Bitcoin Magazine. Shouts out to my boy, Nick Hoffman, uh, who wrote the article. And he goes, FASB votes in favor of fair value accounting for Bitcoin. In long anticipated move, Bloomberg Tax reported that the Financial Accounting Standards Board a.k.a. FASB, is set to introduce new fair value accounting rules for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. These new rules aim to provide a more accurate reflection of the market value of digital assets and bring greater transparency to the financial reporting of companies that hold cryptocurrencies. The rules expected to be published by the end of the year are set to go into effect as soon as 2025, but companies will be able to apply them earlier than that, the report said. For years, the valuation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin has been a challenging aspect of financial reporting for companies. The volatile nature of these digital assets has made it difficult to accurately assess their fair market value. Under the current accounting standards, companies often struggle to present a true picture of their financial health as the value of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies fluctuated widely. The FASB's move to introduce fair value accounting rules will require companies to regularly assess the fair market value of their digital assets assets and report any fluctuations in value as part of their financial statements. This means that if the price of Bitcoin surges or plummets, companies will have to reflect these changes in their financial reports, providing stakeholders with a more accurate picture of their financial position. The old treatment accounted for Bitcoin as an intangible asset, which meant if the price went lower than what companies bought it for, they had to take an impairment charge on their books, even if they didn't sell. But if the price went up, they couldn't receive any benefits on their books unless they sold. Now, with fair value accounting periodically, i.e. every quarter, companies can report the unrealized gains and losses to get an actual benefit on their books if the price of the asset increases without having to sell to capture it. This could make companies more likely to add Bitcoin to their balance sheet and become long-term holders as they can report the appreciation without having to sell anything. Investors and regulators will now have access to more timely and accurate information about the financial health of companies involved in the Bitcoin space. This increased transparency is expected to foster 
greater trust and confidence in the industry, which has often been plagued by concerns over its lack of oversight and regulation. The move towards fair value accounting also aligned with the growing acceptance of Bitcoin in mainstream finance. As it becomes more integrated into the global financial system, it is essential that accounting standards evolve to accommodate digital assets. The FASB decision to implement fair value accounting rule is a recognition of the maturing market and its importance in the broader economy. So TLDR, guys, uh, from what I take from this, again, I am no accountant. I am no financial advisor. But the TLDR of this, from my opinion and from what I'm reading, is that now one of the main obstacles for companies holding Bitcoin on their balance sheet has is going to get wiped away. And of course, the news, this these rule books won't be fully uh, released until the end of the year, so a couple of months. And they won't be implemented until 2025, which a little side tangent, I feel like is going to be the perfect timing because it's going to be like at the very tip of the bull run, guys. So some more hopium in there for you guys. But you can, if you're a company and you want to get Bitcoin on your balance sheet, you can probably use these rulings in 2024. But you can. You can. It's, they explicitly stated that. You, yeah. can, you can use it for, I think you can even use it relatively immediately. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I might be wrong in the sense of like they can use it for like maybe even this year. Yeah, we'll see this year. I'm sure I'm sure micro strategies will come out with some. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting trolled in the chat. Uh, some news about him using this. But essentially, guys, this opens up the whole landscape for corporations to add Bitcoin to their balance sheet. Because, look, we all know, especially on an individual level, the amount of obstacles and loopholes that you have to do to be, you know, legit in regards to holding and saving your Bitcoin. It's it's astronomical. It's a huge headache. And now the fact that corporations can use this new fair market valuing uh, for accounting just goes to show that not only is the traditional financial world waking up and and basically embracing bitcoin which is something that we all want to see of course we we want to ride around the system but it's inevitable that they were going to start to look at bitcoin a lot more fairly and again for those guys out there they're like what the hell was sailor talking about parapasu like what does that even mean uh i looked it up and it means equal footing guys so now you can hold bitcoin on your balance sheet like anything else that is like like it so if you are a company, and the way that I heard this, shouts out to the Swan stream. They did a stream yesterday with Nico and Terrence. And essentially, if you had bought Bitcoin at 50K and it dropped to like 15K and then it went back up to whatever, 25K, on your balance sheet, you would only be able to mark that 15K price and you, you never get the gains of the price going up again. And now... And I think that was on a yearly level. And now you can readjust the, your balance sheet on a quarterly level. So if the Bitcoin price is fluctuating, you don't have to mark it down. You don't have to get wrecked on your shareholders. And this is one huge thing to open up even more capital going into Bitcoin. And I know I know everyone in the, in the chat is kind of like, okay, uh, why does this matter to me, bro? Like, I am just an individual holding Bitcoin. I'm not a corporation. Well... 
we known that this was inevitable, that the corporations are going to get into Bitcoin. And now those obstacles are getting removed. And the amount of capital that's going to get injected into Bitcoin from, like Sailor was saying, you know, someone with $100 million wanting to buy Bitcoin, now they can do that easily. And with the BlackRock ETF news, I think it is showing that this time might be different, guys. This bear market might be the best bear market we've seen in a long time on a number go up level. But on a on a entrepreneur building out the network level, it's even just as good. We've seen the hash rate respond massively since the China ban. It's it's incredible how how much hash power has came back online after the China ban. And it just goes to show that honey badger don't care. You cannot stop the honey badger. Bitcoin is taking over the world. And it's starting, of course, on an individual grassroots level. And now it is going on to the corporate and nation state level. And moving forward, guys, I think it's going to be very interesting and surprising to see how much capital gets injected into Bitcoin now that all the loopholes are, are getting washed away and Bitcoin is getting embraced. So, of course, on a certain level, I think it's a time where I have to do the, the PSA of take your Bitcoin into self-custody. Do not give them your Bitcoin. You know, we, we, we don't... We don't like paper Bitcoin and we want people to hold Bitcoin because it is a digital bearer instrument and you do not need to trust these middlemen. But if you're in the traditional financial world, the amount of loopholes that you have to go to get your capital into Bitcoin are starting to get washed away. And by 2025, you know, if we do make it into another bull run, guys, I think it's everything's going to line up perfectly and the, and the stars are going to align, whether it's the, the spot Bitcoin ETF in the U S whether when the FASB rules come out and the price starts to surge. Wow. You know, I don't want to say this is a super cycle, but we may never come down again. Be smart guys. Stay humble. Stack sat, stay solvent. Anyways, Matt, uh, Mike, I know you, uh, you did a little digging in this. Is there anything that I missed that you want to add on top of this? Yeah, I think, uh, this, this goes back to um, kind of like the uh, a talking point that I've been really trying to get out into the, uh, the Twitter sphere and the Bitcoin community is that we keep talking about Bitcoin strictly from like these kind of like these financial means, um, like this FASB move, like everybody's talking about it from like a portfolio management or like a like a banking standpoint or like corporate balance sheet, which I, which I would just roll into banking. Um this also plays a massive role, in my opinion, in uh, the whole Bitcoin mining space, like Bitcoin miners that are taking the their produced Bitcoin from their operations and keeping them on their balance sheet. Um, like you said, it doesn't just it, it takes away the, the relationship of acquiring and accumulating Bitcoin on their balance sheet as just a strict negative, which is how it was structured with the being an intangible asset like james lavish discussed um now they can take advantage of the fact that like when when we have our bull markets when price appreciates it like having bitcoin doesn't have to be only reported by the bear market value which i think we would all agree seems a little unfair uh considering it is a it is treat it as a commodity but then we're going to treat it like a patent at the same time it's like that that there's there's an incongruence there like there's a a misalignment with the the understanding and the the incentives um now i want to go further too because it's not just the bitcoin miners that stand to really benefit 
uh, I would also speculate that the oil and gas majors and the energy producers that are utilizing Bitcoin mining, um, they now have an incentive or at least an avenue to not just liquidate their Bitcoin production for revenue. They can use it as a balance sheet booster in a sense of you putting it, putting it down as an asset. Um, and that being reflected positively during bull market activity and events uh, to their shareholders and their stakeholders, because like, like for like, think about it in the sense of if you're a shareholder or a stakeholder in one of these energy producers, whether it's oil and gas, nuclear, solar, wind, it doesn't matter. Um, say they're using Bitcoin mining to improve their operational efficiencies. Like I've talked with you guys ad nauseum many times about how Bitcoin mining does push the efficiencies up into the green. Um, imagine that they're putting Bitcoin on the balance sheet, like whatever excess they don't need to sell, but their financials are reflecting negatives because the price has gone down so much, like say from like a, a bull market peak. And it goes from like, we'll just use the example of like the, the, uh, the last bull run going up to 69 K and then down to 15. Um, imagine being a shareholder for one of these operations or one of these companies that's mining Bitcoin and their financials look abysmal because Bitcoin's value has gone down so far and they have to report it by the bear market bottom. It's just like, why, why are we doing this? You know, because that, that's, that's what the, that's what the normie shareholder that's not orange pilled. It's like, why are you putting this asset on the balance sheet? That's dragging down the value of the company so much. That's and that and like this FASB thing, when it goes through at the end of the year, it's it completely changes the relationship. Yeah, one hundred percent. And remember, remember, uh, I don't remember if it was this year or the end of last year, but remember how much crap Sailor was getting from uh, the the markdown on their Bitcoin and and the amount of FUD that went around on corporate press, like this is going to be completely eliminated. You know, maybe it's not this year, but when the rules officially go in at the very end of 2024, this is going to really open up the doors. And our boy BTC is truth is uh, in the chat and he goes, I'm an accountant and this is a huge deal. And he's not the only one of my friends that told me this. Our boy, he was, uh, he was on, what was it? Tuesday, Zach, he came on and he was going wild in the DMs with me and being like, dude, this is huge. Like you guys have to cover this because it really does open up so much capital for a corporate adoption level and again btc truth jumping in because the accountant treatment was one of the biggest roadblocks to corporate adoption and you know mike has been talking about it for bitcoin miners um and, and even companies that are in the bitcoin space but this is huge for every business out there from a private to a publicly owned company this is going to open up so much capital coming into bitcoin but again you know as a as the ardent bitcoiners here you want to be taking bitcoin into self custody you don't need a spot bitcoin etf to get exposure just buy bitcoin itself and take bitcoin into self custody and you can benefit from all of the features we've been talking about to bitcoin anyways before i move on guys i gotta plug our boys brian demint's book bitcoin evangelism if you are having trouble 
having these conversations about Bitcoin. What's what's the one that everyone likes? Uh, Aunt, Aunt Edna saying that Bitcoin is the currency of the Antichrist. You know, your skeptical no coiners objections, your boomer neighbor out there, which now most of his concerns are probably washed away after 2025. Or, you know, that guy at work that's like, oh, Bitcoin price is down. You got so wrecked. Get Bitcoin evangelism on Amazon. Scan the QR code below or get on Orange Pill app and you can pay it directly in stats to Brian DeMint. And and the point is here, guys, is, you know, it. I find it extremely hard to get normies to read all this stuff. So <laughs> it's about you reading the stuff and you being prepared and you having the answers for your friends so you can incept these ideas out there to the normies because, hey, you know, they, they don't got the they don't <laughs> they don't have the mental bandwidth to care about any of this stuff. OK, anyways, let's get into the culture, because I do want to jump in on this topic about Bitcoin as a store of value, medium exchange, unit account stuff going around Twitter again. The Daily Culture brought to you by swanbitcoin.com swan is the best way to build your bitcoin stack with automated bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from ten dollars to ten million dollars we love swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging what are you waiting for visit swanbitcoin.com today Let's go. All right, guys. So jumping right into the culture today, and Mike brought it up earlier. Mike, what was uh, what was the meme you said? Bitcoin is hope because of its because its store of value properties. Yeah. All right, guys. So keep that in mind while we have this conversation today. And the reason I, I was going to do this yesterday, but we had Alex come in last minute. And remember last week we had uh, our boy Kinetic Finance come in and we were getting roasted in the chat about using your Bitcoin, spending your Bitcoin, you know, participating in the circular economy. And while I totally agree, you know, Bitcoin is my money. I have to use it for <laughs> survival. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we still... Double down on the idea of stack stats and stay solvent, guys. Do not let the people out there confuse you. You know the classic article, everyone is a scammer. Hodling Bitcoin is using Bitcoin. Again, hodling Bitcoin is using Bitcoin. Storing value in Bitcoin is one of the biggest factors of Bitcoin. As I always say, you need to have some capital before you can spend it, guys. So you need to save in Bitcoin first and foremost. You know, it gets complicated with the jargon of or the the common nomenclature of hodling your Bitcoin, but you're literally just saving. You're you're building up your capital reserves because you need to have some capital if you're ever going to spend it. Anyways, I saw this thread here and it, it goes, I actually have a few different tweets here, but Stefan Levera tweeted this and he went back and forth with someone. And, and it, it the reason I want to bring this up is because there still seems to be a lot of confusion of people from people out there that just hodling Bitcoin isn't using Bitcoin. Oh, you know, you're just saving a Bitcoin and it's sitting there on the side. You're never you're not moving it. And it really it really gets me thinking of the Keynesians out there. It's like, oh, the velocity of money, like you need money to circular to go circular around the economy for it to be used. It's like, bro, you need savings. Like this whole thing is starting with a savings revolution. And that is the 21 million hard cap store of value is one of the main benefits of Bitcoin. Anyways, as something I've been saying on the show constantly is don't be ashamed of being a Bitcoiner. And Stefan Levera tweets basically the same thing. And then it goes into this conversation. So he goes, don't be silent about being a Bitcoiner. Normalizing Bitcoin use is the goal. Ho highly agree whether that's storing your value in it, whether that's paying it, whether you're a merchant accepting 
using Bitcoin. Normalizing the use of Bitcoin is the goal. But we got a response here by Tony Takate, and he goes, normalize the use or the use as savings. Same thing. Exactly, exactly. That's the that's the whole contention here. And Stefan Levera doubles down and goes, let there be no doubt about it. Hodling Bitcoin counts as using Bitcoin. It's so simple, guys. And then someone responds, no, it doesn't. It's a dead action. If every Bitcoiner did nothing but hold, the network would collapse as inflation dried up and price would fade to nothing without buying and selling. And Stefan Levera doubles down and goes, hodling is not a dead action. No Every such day- thing is a dead action. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. Every day a hodler wakes up, he could spend or sell these coins and that he chooses to hodl is important, guys. Like, don't let people scam you out of your Bitcoin because they want you to use it because, hey, everyone's a scammer. I want your Bitcoin. I'm, I'm open about it. <laughs> I want as much Bitcoin as possible. But I also understand that saving in Bitcoin you know, the 21 million hard cap, the store of value features of Bitcoin is might it depends who you have. It might be one of the most important aspects of Bitcoin. And doubling down on this, I, I hope Whoa. you all know Safe Dean Amos. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not reading I was about the whole to thing. Say. Yeah, we're not reading the whole <laughs> thing. It's just the beginning because he he kind of goes into like drive chains here, but that's that's a totally different conversation. I wanted to bring up this first paragraph because safety and of course the author of bitcoin standard the fiat standard and principles of economics austrian bitcoiner advisor to el salvador uh he's got a very telling example here and i mean i'm not from his home country but as a person that has built a savings in bitcoin and completely changed my life i i fully agree and double down on this sentiment so safety goes here and he goes Bitcoin as it is saved my family from hyperinflation in Lebanon. It is entirely essential to my life. It works perfectly fine for me as it is. It is not some cool piece of software whose next iterations I'm excited about. It is my lifeline. If it never adds a single capability, it will still be the most important technology innovation of my lifetime. If you want to introduce any changes to its software, I'm going to be extremely skeptical about adopting them on my node. Hashtag me too. Anyways, (laughs) doubling down on this i hope you guys know who bitstein is uh he's one of the persons that orange pilled me in the beginning he had a great podcast in the past called noted bitcoin podcast uh with pierre rochard and he introduced me to the ideas of austrian economics and praxeology and explaining the use of money how it works store value medium exchange unit of account and so when bitstein chimes in on this conversation i listen anyways just doubling down on this because there's been so much contention on twitter lately of like oh store of value is it a medium exchange is it a unit account is it all happening at once or is it not happening at all do we need to change bitcoin because we need shitcoin adoption of bitcoin it's like bro bitcoin is money use it how you want but you ain't gonna change my code and my node on my software because it's doing what i ask it to do which is store value transact across the world in minutes you know store value through time and space this is what I love it for. Anyways, jumping into this tweet, I got a couple of tweets from Bitson here, and he goes, Praxeologically, medium of exchange is defined by the intention of acquiring a good for future exchange rather than when it is spent. As such, Bitcoin can already be understood as a widely demanded medium of exchange, and this demand can be expected to continue to grow for numerous reasons, as yep. we constantly on this show. Anyway, he's got a quote tweet here, and I'm sure it's probably from like Mises or something. And he goes, <laughs> 
A medium of exchange is a good which people acquire neither for their own consumption nor for employment in their own production activities, but with the intention of exchanging it at a later date against those goods which they want to use either for consumption or for production. Anyways, TLDR, hodling is using. Spending is disusing. Actors spend Bitcoin when they no longer have a use for it because they value a consumer or capital good more or because they believe a different currency will be more useful in future exchange. And again, doubling down, Bitstein, one of my favorite <laughs> favorite Bitcoiners. Again, quote tweeting safety. Um, it's this idea of as the Bitcoin price goes up, people are going to use it less because of its price appreciation. And if the Bitcoin price just goes up forever and everyone's just hodling, like there will be no transactions and Bitcoin will fail. And they it's really... Nonsense. Yeah, they really just don't understand how purchasing power works. As your purchasing power goes up, you use it so you can live the life you want. Anyways, Bitstein doubles down. He goes, the higher the price of Bitcoin, the more people are willing to spend it. Few understand this. It is so simple. And look, we even got Corey down here. He goes, most people don't spend Bitcoin until they have nothing else to spend. That's why the medium of exchange adoption curve lags the store of value adoption curve. Guys, yep. as you save capital in Bitcoin, and the number goes up, you start to use your capital and you want to use it towards things you want. As your purchasing power increases, you use your money however you see fit, whether that's you being a uh, you know, Lambo shitcoiner out there or it's whether you need to eat or pay rent. As your purchasing power goes up, as Bitcoin becomes more valuable, the more it will get used. So do not let people scam you out of your Bitcoin and tell you that, oh, hodling isn't using, you need to spend your Bitcoin today or else there will be no transactions and no one's going to use Bitcoin. Bro, Saving is a use case of Bitcoin. As Bitstein said, hodling is using, spending is disusing. Anyways, I just wanted to, you know, add this a little cherry on top. We got Fab the Fox here and he goes, you asked why Bitcoiners are so toxic because they realize that Bitcoin is a once in a century chance to break the chains of an oppressive and slave-like monetary system while you think yield farming sushi rolls is the revolutionary technology. That's why, Anon, we're not the same. That's why we hodl. That's why we're Bitcoiners because we understand that Bitcoin is the life raft out there and you need to save. You need to hodl. You need to have capital so that you can put it to use however you see fit. So store of value is maybe the base fundamental case of Bitcoin. You need to store value through time and space or else no one's going to want to use it. But we already know that, hey, you can send big. I can send Bitcoin to Mike right now and we're using it. I can send it to a stranger across the globe and I'm using it. But you have to store value. So I, I hope that this clears up some of the contention of whether Bitcoin is a store of value, a medium of exchange. It is both, guys. It, it is all of it in once. Like, it's so simple. Yeah. You need to hodl Bitcoin. It is the best money in the world currently that will ever be ever be made. And uh, there's no going back to the fiat currency. So get, get, get the Keynesians out of your mind that tell you you need to you know make the velocity of money go quicker through the economy. You need to save something. This is how you can save yourself from the madness. You need capital. You need to have a saving. Anyways, I've ranted enough, Mike. What's your thoughts on this? I don't know. I don't know if you've ranted enough, man. I kind of want to hear it keep going. Um, <laughs> but uh, like it's like, you know, you know, you guys know my position on like these like these discussions within the community of like, no, it's a medium exchange. No, it's a store. It's like, like Oppie said, like it's 
stop it. It's nonsense. It's both at the same time. It's Bitcoin is like multiple different things at the same time. That's why that's one of the reasons why so many people have such a hard time in grasping Bitcoin, because like the normies and the NPCs out there are used to compartmentalizing all these different technologies and these avenues and these strategies into one specific thing like that. The more you get to understand how the world operates, nothing is ever, ever just one thing. Everything is interrelated. Everything is connected. All space, all points in space and time are connected. It's, it's never just one thing at one time at one place. It's everything. Bitcoin is a store of value. Bitcoin is a medium of exchange. Bitcoin is a avenue for monetizing energy. Like it's, it's just, it's just silly to engage in these conversations. In all, in all honesty. Um, and then, like, real quick shout out to all you guys. You guys have been fluffing my ego in the chat. Um, <laughs> Brit, British Matt McLovin, like love you guys, but chill a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Hey, uh, we that's that's why we bring on Mike on the show, man. We we love his takes, and I think as as I always say, like I'm gonna fluff your ego a little more as well. <laughs> I, I say it all the time on Twitter Spaces. I don't know if I say it enough on the show, but Mike has a real skill of, of having a, a sober mentality about what's going on, not getting too emotional, not getting too caught up in all the noise. And it's something that you and I talk about all the time on the show is, or in Spaces as well, is like once you have the Bitcoin fundamentals instilled in your brain and you look to the world through the Bitcoin funnel and you start to see all the madness and the craziness of the traditional financial world, fiat world, clown world, whatever you want to call it, you start to realize like it's so simple and it's overcomplicated on purpose. And that's Keynesian economics in a nutshell, guys. Like it's so simple. Keep it simple, guys. Hodl Bitcoin. Operates. Exactly. Like it, it's so simple. And, and I, I try to explain this to everyone as much as possible as well. Like simplify your life. And I, I say it all the time, you know, go outside, touch some grass, walk more, move your body more, eat good, hang out with good people, you know, uplifting people, maintain your relationships, save in Bitcoin, take that Read Bitcoin into self-custody. Read exactly. outside of Bitcoin. Like Learn like, other things about the nature of reality so that you can tie it back into Bitcoin, but then also improve your own personal standing. <laughs> All right. Look, we, we, we said this wasn't going to be a Bitcoin conversation, Mike, but we kind of talked about this earlier. And I think we've talked about this in the past. But the idea of when you look through the world through a Bitcoin lens and then you study other topics you're able to connect the dots on the true nature of reality. And yeah. this is one of the most important things going on with all of you guys here. We say it all the time, you know, Bitcoin changes you, you don't change Bitcoin. Once you have the Bitcoin, the orange lenses on, you start to view the world differently and you realize just how overly complicated everything is. And if you simplify things back to basically like what your grandmother used to tell you, like things become way easier, guys. Like there is a lot of wisdom in your ancestors and it's all going back to the same thing. You need to save. You need to, you know, not get over your skis, as Foss says. You need to audit your behavior. Don't spend more than you make. You know, exercise. Make sure your mind's clear. Make sure your body's moving. Because what what else are we doing here, guys? Yes, money is awesome. Yes, Bitcoin is awesome. But, uh, you know, as the saying goes, and I, I might have a pun on this one, you know, money 
doesn't buy you happiness. But on that note, I have never seen an unhappy person on a jet ski. So you need to have some capital, guys. And don't feel bad about wanting to acquire wealth. Don't feel bad about working harder to stack more sets. Like this is what you need to do to get yourself out of the fiat funk that you are in right now. And it's going to take time. T trust the process. You need to huddle Bitcoin. And, and don't let people confuse you. Hodling is using Bitcoin, okay? Hodling is using Bitcoin. What did you say, Mike, again? Uh, Bitcoin is hope because of its store of value. You yeah. need to get out of the shithole that you're in right now because you have no capital. It's so simple. Well, and there's a kind of touching back to the conversation we had off mic before we went live. Um, understanding the nature of reality, like you have to have, you have to have a foundation or a... Um, a linchpin to base gaining or improving your understanding of everything else. It's so like one of the most basics one basic ones is just like, I am right. Like I am something like, I know that I am something because I'm conscious and I'm aware. Um, and then using the stimuli of the external world to just further kind of like improve your owner. Cause like, like we're going to get really fucking esoteric here real quick, but um one of the things I like talking about with individuals that I'm training or leadership or these philosophical, esoteric, religious like kind of conversations is that your body is literally just a mechanism for gathering data around your reality, like pain, anxiety, depression, sadness, elation, ecstasy. Like it's all just information relating to where you stand today, right now. Um, and that's and and Bitcoin provides that in a very interesting relation because it is free of human manipulation, right? So you can basically use Bitcoin and pull it into yourself to improve your understanding of like the societal, financial, and economic machinations of the rest of the world externally to you, right? So because like uh, I wrote a I wrote an article a while back called. Um, I think I titled it a wild economic uh, constant appeared and I had used a picture of uh, from those of you that are millennials, the old Game Boy Color Pokemon game um, where, you know, a, a random Pokemon just pops up. It's like a wild whatever appears. Um, the uh, one of these really valuable aspects of Bitcoin is that it is it is an economic constant because it's not a fiat currency and it's not gold, which we can manipulate like just like diamonds. It is something that's completely free of these human fallacies and fallibilities to the point of where you can judge everything against it because it is effectively the economic measuring stick or the economic for everything else. And then you can improve like through that, you improve your understanding of where you stand as far as like building your wealth, what you can purchase, what is possible into the future, because like, I don't know how many of you started out being poor, but when you're poor and you, you, yeah, right. Like you <laughs> um, when you're poor and you are trying to get ahead, but you can't store your value in the currency with which your economy or your nation transacts in, like, then you have to try and find something else that you can put it there. Right. That's what Central America, South America, Lebanon, Turkey, like all these different parts, like Nigeria, all these different participants that are downstream of the fiat printer. That's what that's why they're turning to Bitcoin is because it's something that you can actually judge the economic 
activity of your life against and it just continues to go up and to the right like it while they're printing to ad nauseum around you that's the value and that's and that that's not even talking about the whole bitcoin mining and energy relationship which yeah. is i've got a rant for spaces after this that <laughs> let's I go let's go and and just to like put a bow tie on this um i i've had this uh I don't know. It's a meme or it's, it's an idea that I, that I basically base my life off of. I, I've told you guys before I, I did do philosophy in college and, uh, I was joking with Mike before that, like I, I went to philosophy thinking it would answer the true nature of reality yeah. only to have more questions afterwards. Yeah. But one of the things about Bitcoin that I find the most interesting is that, you know, Keynesian economics, traditional financial world is literally the, you know, coyote running off the cliff with the roadrunner. And it's them like the Bitcoin moment is us looking down at our feet and realizing we are off the cliff. And one of my fundamental like axioms of life is, is if if you align yourself with nature, then you will start to be prosperous and successful. Yes. And one of the biggest things that I see around, and I used to do it as well, is playing the ego games of, you know, like not basing the your your life off your results and being like, oh no, like you're wrong. This is wrong. You know, I know exactly how this is working and you're not getting the results you want. And then I found Bitcoin, I found the Bitcoin fundamentals and I started to view the world through the Bitcoin lens. And it's like, oh wow, my life has gotten better on all metrics. I am happier, I'm fitter, I have my finances in order. And it's all because I have aligned myself with a philosophy that translates to reality. And yeah. I, I feel like more people need to have, I, I don't know if coming to God moment is the right, the right uh, you know, metaphor here, but you need to audit your thinking and your worldviews. And again, it's doing a classic Bitcoiner moment, you know, the big short. What's the first quote? First scene is the Mark Twain. Uh, what hurts you isn't what you think you know. It, or isn't what you know, it's what you think you know, but really isn't. And yeah. I see this happening with so many people. They think, you know, it's you that's wrong versus, you know, being honest with yourself and being like, oh, maybe I don't understand how the world works. And once you get on the Bitcoin standard and, and you unlearn everything, you realize like, oh, okay, it was my thinking that was messed up. And that's why I wasn't getting the results. And now that I have clear thinking, I'm getting the results I want. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does happen, guys. Well, it's just like press the process. On that on that note, like it's understanding why you think what you think or understanding why you believe what you believe. Because you like you go back and talk to some of these quote unquote economists and accountants that are like all about like, you know, the US dollar and the fiat currency system. You go back and ask them why they they believe in the system and why they think like the petrodollar works and all this other stuff. Like they don't know. They they don't they don't even understand the theology that they believe in. Like that that should scare everybody. <laughs> like because like because like then once once these because like a lot of you guys that are watching now like uh, like we all came from the fiat system, like we were all born into it. And then you come around and like when more because like it's going to wash across the rest of the world. It already is. It's going to wash across the rest of the world, but particularly the, the developed world of like as more people because like I don't know if you guys saw it. I tweeted it out, but Bill Burr is now going down the rabbit hole of fiat currencies. 
I saw like, that. I didn't see the video, but I saw the tweets. Like the more that like these personalities and like these really public figures start to look into it, they're like, dude, this money's bullshit. Like it doesn't actually hold any value or anything. Um, it's gonna it's gonna start rocking some worlds, and that's where like I like, when it comes to the conversation around whether we're early in Bitcoin, that's that's not even a question. Like it's gonna we're be so early. It's gonna be weird, guys. It's gonna be really weird. We're so early, so don't stop believing. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to the memes. The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom Racks. Wow. Uh, Mike, you know, uh, I, I told you earlier that we probably wouldn't get philosophical. It's only fitting that we did get a little philosophical for a little kind bit. Kind of unavoidable for the Unavoidable for us. Anyways, guys, you already know this is the meme review where you guys send us memes on Twitter. Uh, our, our Twitter account, Simply Bitcoin TV, I, I usually tell you to, to tag that one, but it's been getting pretty busy. So if you have a meme that you really want to make on the show, maybe tag my personal account, Optimus Fields, because uh, the... I, I looked at our notifications yesterday and it was it was like I, I probably lost some stuff in there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you can also drop memes in our telegram group t.me slash simply bitcoin. And I I pretty much look in there every morning as well to try to get some memes. But you guys just be stealing memes and dropping them in there. I want the tweets, guys. I need to give people credit. Okay. Anyways, first meme is by our boy RD underscore BTC. And he goes, When you read every Bitcoin book that's ever been written, and we have Neil deGrasse Tyson in in uh I don't know what I don't know what you call this. What's the What's it when you go and hyperdrive? He's in hyperdrive and he goes, we are hitting intelligence levels that shouldn't even be possible. This is what happens when you read like the Bitcoin standard principles, of economics, you know, all the stuff on uh, Nakamoto Institute, everything you've ever read on Bitcoin. You just go full galaxy brain and your mind explodes and then you come back to reality at a certain point and you're like, oh shit, where was I? You're in the Bitcoin standard. Anyways, this next meme is by Sunny Raycom and it's a play on the Matrix, Matrix. meme yeah. where Neo and Morpheus do their face off and they're fighting for the first time doing the karate in the dojo and we got a Bitcoin <laughs> logo here and we have uh, Bukele with the El Salvador flag on one side and we have Mille with the Argentina flag on the other side and the Bitcoin logo in the middle and it goes Bitcoin is just getting started yes guys it is just all the fun the fireworks are, are about to happen I, I'm convinced this next what next having it's gonna be lit after the having is going to be lit. Anyways, the next meme is by Satoshi Hoddle, and he just goes hashtag Bitcoin. And of course, you know me as the reigning left side of the bell curve Bitcoiner on the show. I love bringing on the bell curve memes on the show. And we got a left side of the bell curve memer, which is basically me. And he goes, I have no idea what the Bitcoin price is. And then we have the right side of the bell curve, which is probably more on Mike's side. And uh, he's in the robe with the laser eyes. And he goes, I have no idea what the Bitcoin price is. And then all the midwits and the new Bitcoiners, the pre-coiners and the, the baby coiners out there go, bro, you haven't even checked the price today. How is that possible, bro? What? <laughs> Find Bitcoin Zen. I, 
I, I know you guys troll me every day. Like, oh, Opti says he never looks at the Bitcoin price, but he gives us the Bitcoin price every single day. Yes, this is for you guys. I don't look at the Bitcoin price. You know, I only realize the Bitcoin price is either going up or down by all you guys freaking out on Twitter and me giving you the Bitcoin price as a historical timestamp for the show. Anyways. Next meme is by Bitcoin underscore Ader, and he goes, "What Ooh, is hashtag Bitcoin?" That's a good one. That's and good. yeah, this one's a. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. It's like a Bitcoin a tr a trifecta infinity sign here. Yeah. And on the left side we have time. In the middle we have money, which is the Bitcoin logo. And on the right side we have energy. And then it's it's this trifecta infinity where it's all looped and connected. It's like a triangular Mobius strip. Exactly. I don't even know what a Mobius strip is, but Bitcoin <laughs> is time, money, and energy. It is all interconnected and right up Mike's Avenue. Anyways, next one is by Walker America. And uh, I, I just really like the picture here. You know, it's got Marilyn Monroe, black and white on an orange backdrop and says, what are you waiting for? Study Bitcoin. But the tweet is pretty solid as well. And he goes, 2013, you didn't know about Bitcoin at $25. 2015, you didn't care about Bitcoin at $250. 2017, you didn't understand Bitcoin at $2,500. 2020, 30, you didn't believe in Bitcoin at $25,000. 2027, you almost bought Bitcoin at $250,000. 2031, you bought Bitcoin at $2.5 million. TikTok, next block. What are you waiting for? Study Bitcoin. Get some exposure today. This is the way. Time in the market beats timing the market. Just you, you might want to get some just in case it's catching on because it is catching on. Okay. This next one is by Iwin Ribbenstein. Shout out to Ribbenstein. And uh, it's the classic. I don't even know what movie it is, but this is what's her name It's Emma Roberts. You know, she does the O face and the girl's like whispering in her ear and he just goes hashtag 80 IQ. And so the girl's whispering in Emma Roberts ear and she goes, he hodled 6.15 million sats and got 80 IQ. <laughs> this is the way it's not even 6.15 Bitcoin, just 6.15 million sats. Let's go. This is the way. And then, of course, today, guys, uh, two years ago today. Bitcoin became official legal tender in El Salvador, almost like a Bitcoin holiday. But I really like this meme here from Lena Cisha. And she goes, forever a big day. Happy Bitcoin day with a heart emoji. And we have the Bitcoin logo celebrating. It's dancing under <laughs> and it has, you know, an El Salvador colored uh, birthday hat. And then we have all the Bitcoin hodlers over here. And they're going like, what, what is he celebrating? Like, what? why is the Bitcoin logo so happy? And he's dancing, you know, doing his thing. And the other one goes, it's legal tender day. And then you can see the date here. And it goes 2040. It's like, but he's legal tender everywhere. When will he stop making such a big deal out of being legal tender the first time? And the Bitcoin logo goes, never. Because... <laughs> ever be on the map that El Salvador was the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender. Happy Bitcoin day. As they say, the world will never be the same. Apparently. Anyways, drop your meme review score in the chat over here on the other side of me, and we will cover them live and I will cover mine again. I am doubling down on my boy. Uh, no BTC waste signs on Twitter. And I have the, the BTC pins Bitcoin B logo orange pill right here. It's made, I, I'm pretty sure it's acrylic. It's, uh, go hit him up if you need some Bitcoin signs. He will make them for you. Okay. What is your meme review score, Mike? Um, since I'm wearing a meme score that I gave a couple, I think last week, I think it was a 
because I chimed in and said that the Simply Bitcoin shirt that I got at BBB was my meme score. Um, I'm going to use my TLR1 Streamlight tack light. Oh, firearm. with no uh, battery in it. With, no working hey, battery. Hey, hey, you didn't need to tell them that. <laughs> It's in guys, the mail, guys. It's in guys, the mail. Uh, just for just for background, uh, I found out that my bag that I was keeping it in it had flicked the light, and so the light was on for too long, and now I had to order batteries. So if you don't want to fall to the Fiat machine, manage your equipment properly, not like I did, <laughs> because the Streamlight batteries are like $20 per pack, and that was painful. Switch it off. TLDR, <laughs> switch it off. Anyways, I see some meme review scores in the chat, but before I go, he mentioned the Simply Bitcoin merch. Hit the QR code, right? Wait, right? Wait. There you right go. Right there. Right there. there. And uh, get yourself some Simply Bitcoin themed merch. Right now, we have some t shirts. We have them orange hoodies, which is becoming my favorite hoodie. And, uh, you know, support the boys. We will be getting you guys some new merch soon we've been telling you i know you guys have been hitting me up about hats i will get the hats printed again for you guys and we are in the process of talking with some bitcoin artists to get some limited edition simply bitcoin collabs uh we we don't know what they're going to be yet but we will figure some cool stuff matt, out for you guys matt you matt you chill chill in the chat i'm working on getting some bitcoin veterans merch set up so those of oh, you that are, okay. those of you that are also listening like well, like that'll be happening. I haven't got my own yet because I want to get this figured out first. <laughs> Welcome to getting badgered about the merch, bro. <laughs> this is part of the fun. Okay. First meme score, meme review score is by Narwhal Tacos. And he goes, meme score, none. I consider all those memes to be Perry Pasu. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. UTXO, my meme review score is a cross cap. I, I don't know is. what I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> Opti's Mile High Club. I'm not going to read your score, bro. Sorry. Do another one before I finish. Okay. Next meme review score is by Canada. Canada. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> I believe. Uh, meme score: A Mexican billionaire crying. Yes, this is the way. Okay. Next meme review score is by Igor, and he goes, "I give those memes all the use cases and a .001 of a jet ski. Yes, jet skis are fungible and and divisible. <laughs> oh wait, no, Kim, sorry, dude, no, I can't put this on the show. I can't put this on the show. Okay, uh, BTC is truth. Meme score in action is in action. Let's go. Okay, let's see if I." <laughs> It wasn't that you ran out of scores. It's that the buzzer came. Okay, guys. Anyways, <laughs> anyways uh, Mike, thanks for coming on today. Uh, we, I, I think we did some some very good rants on today's show. But what are you working on? Where are you at? What's uh, what's your latest project? Oh, wait. <laughs> Actually, I, I got to do this score. Meme yeah. score, eh, four logo. <laughs> the, ori the original formula for four logo. Oh, man. You degens. Blackout okay. in a tall boy for four logo. Okay. <laughs> oh man all right uh mike what are you working on what do you want to direct the people towards uh we'll bring you back on soon appreciate it dude. Um, as you guys know i have add out the ass so i've been working on actually putting together uh one or two books um i've been working with a couple bitcoin groups working on pushing the signal into some federal agencies um i'm helping a friend well, I'm not even helping a friend, but I know a friend is writing an article that I think a lot of you guys will be very interested in. 
Um, I don't know how that will be published, but when it gets out, I will definitely circulate it to all of you because you guys will definitely like what's going to be said there. Um, obviously writing for my own stuff, but like, as you guys have maybe have noticed, if you're <laughs> subscribed to simply, which you should be. And if you're subscribed to my Substack, I have not had a presence in these avenues lately, uh, because I am doing so much on the external and behind the scenes. Um, and then obviously, like I mentioned, like you probably guys probably mentioned or uh, picked up when I mentioned it to Matt, um, we're working on getting merch set up for Bitcoin veterans, uh, which will take a little bit because you have to have a bank account, believe it or not, in order to have a business. Um, and then also working on potentially providing some uh, security help and services for Bitcoin conferences going forward through the Bitcoin veterans group. Um, so if you're a big, if you are a veteran and you're in the Bitcoin space and you're listening and you're not part of our group chat, um, reach out to either me or the Bitcoin veterans handle, like send us a DM that you want to be a part of it. And we'll, we'll get you into the, to the group chat for sure. Let's go. Well, awesome, bro. Uh, thanks for coming on, pop in the spaces and, uh, we'll continue this conversation and get your, uh, unfiltered rant over there. Anyways, guys, appreciate you. Uh, we will be back with our normal program tomorrow. It is Friday. Uh, but uh, on that note, rest of the day, guys, you know, like, share, subscribe. We appreciate all the support, but spread all the Bitcoin signal. Our duty is to try to wake up as many people as possible, get as many sats as possible in people's hands, getting people downloading wallets. That's all that really matters. And on that note, guys, we will see you in Twitter spaces. Peace out, guys. Okay, all right. It's a little clunkier when I'm doing all the production. But here we are, guys. We are back in Twitter spaces. So one second. Let me make sure these streams are caught up and they're done. And then we will continue this combo. Okay, sweet. All right.